This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Well, good morning, Canada. Welcome inside Golf Talk Canada on TSN 2, because we are uh, radio on TV after a big week, as we always do, a major week, TSN 2 and TSN 1050, until noon. Adam Scully alongside Kristen Murphy. What is going on, Murph? I mean, there's just no place I'd rather be right now. It's Monday morning of a long weekend, and... um, my major hangover hasn't set in yet. I'm no, still yet. kind of like basking in the glow that was such a wildly, incredibly entertaining week. Wasn't so. it crazy? I mean, we have lots to debrief from the week that was. There were shenanigans on the golf course. A lot of, a lot of bleeps. A lot of guys oh, swearing. So a lot of hot mics. hot mics. But yeah. I love it because it feels like, I mean, what average golfer at home hasn't sort of let the colorful language fly every oh, now yeah. and again on the track? Yeah, it, it's every person's person, if you will. And that's, you know, we'll get into Michael Block, obviously, as well. Uh, our regulars will be here. We wanted to give uh, Z-Men and Bob a little more sleep because they did drive back from Rochester, which depending on, have you driven to Rochester before? Um, not that no. I can recall, no. Okay, okay. So I, I actually went to the PGA Championship as a fan. Okay. In 2013, with a couple of uh, co-workers of ours, uh, Troy White, Andrew Miskowski, nice. we went in our early days at TSN, and it was about three and a half, four hours. Okay. So in any any sense, so Bob actually spoke with Brooks Kepka last night, which aired on Sports Center. It's going to air on Golf Talk Canada as well. Uh, so Bob will be by an hour two at 11:30. Mark will be by in about 30 minutes. He's probably. Uh, visualizing right now getting ready to uh for that uh but we'll have a full recap we'll we'll look at back at the week that was the season's second major for the men uh, we'll look at the canadians we'll look at everything involved well 20 weeks of taylor made uh too but before we get to all that let's hit some news and headlines news and headlines are brought to you by sandbagger hard seltzer sandbagger everybody knows one all right brooks kapka so there's many ways we can go here. Let's start with just on the golf course. None, none of the live stuff, none of the drama, if you will, aside. How impressive were you? How impressed were you by Kepka throughout the weekend? I was beyond impressed, especially when you look at how close he came at the Masters. And he vowed, he said it to the media, you know, there were mistakes that I made. Yeah. I'm not going to make them again. Yeah. And he, whatever he, it was that clicked for him, I think it seemed to be more with the mental game than anything actually on the course. Like he said, his shots are his shots. But I think he approached something differently. He kept his cards pretty close to his chest on what exactly that was. Um, But he executed and he just looked like a man on the mission. We've seen what he can do in majors. And when he is locked and when he's healthy, most importantly, nobody can beat him, I don't think. Well, it's crazy too. And, you know, the the 20th player to have five-plus majors now, like you look at him – from an all-time perspective, he's up there now. Like, I mean, and and many people, you know, look at, you know, he doesn't have that many PGA Tour wins. He has two wins on live, which yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to take from that statement, he has two victories on live. But no one saw this coming because, you know, last year at this time, this is a man who was lost. And then, I mean, from what... 
no one knew the injuries he was going through. People knew he was hurt, but he just was struggling. But how about the way he was? He's been transparent. He said, "You know what? Like I had to put my knee back into place, and that shattered my kneecap." And he's got that mentality now where it's not Brooks against the world, but it's it's Kepka at at his finest. And even in the final round, it was wavering at times. You know, he made those bogeys yes. down the stretch. That tee shot on the sixth hole, that long par four, went yes. way right into, into that creek. I thought area. things were maybe going to unravel. Yeah. Because we saw sort of a, a crack there. Um, yeah. But but he didn't let it. Like, he never posted a big number. He never made a double. And double bogeys are out there on this track, as we've seen. Yeah. Um, but he really just stuck to his game plan. And whenever he had an errant shot, his next one, it's just right back in play. Yeah. And that... Close the door, I think, on the rest of the field. Taking your medicine is what his medicine. the kids call yes. it. Yes. yes exactly. And uh, now Kepka, after the uh, tournament was finished, mm. speaking of taking your medicine, uh, he spoke a lot about how he's, uh, he's a big Florida Panthers fan yes. or, or a Peas fan. I'm not sure if anyone's ever called the Panthers never the heard Peas. Never before, no. no. Now, we saw Kepka, a video go viral uh, before the Masters. <laughs> uh, Kepka holding a pylon, yelling obscenities at Aaron Ekblad. Course, this is not a important. great look. Not, a not the look. best look. I think he might have possibly had a couple of adult beverages in that private suite. That yeah. I mean, I don't know. No, no. But it, yeah, it's possible. Well, and Bubba Watson asked, or they were doing a live uh, presser and uh, a presser on the live tour, and Bubba and Brooks were standing together, mm. and Bubba asked Brooks, "Were you hydrated at the time?" <laughs> and he said, "Yes." But anyway, so Kepka <laughs> said he'll be at the P- the peas game today. Yes. He said uh, he'll be. Drinking as well, so yes. uh, well deserved. I mean, you know, good for Brooks Kepka to get to get it done. I believe we have some Brooks Kepka audio here. Um, we're going to hear from Kepka again later in the show, but let's hear from Kepka shortly after the win at the PGA Championship. I've always learned more from the four times I've finished second than the, I guess, the five times I've won. Now, um, I think failure is how you learn. Uh, you get better from it. You realize what mistakes you've made each time. I've I've kind of made an adjustment. Um, it's more mentality than it is anything. There's not really a golf swing or anything like that. It's just, you know, you, you're going to play how you play. But mentally, you can kind of figure things out. And, right, I'm always trying to get better. So just trying to find that different, that little edge, um, just to poke and pry inside my head. And really, really, I think the big key is just being open and honest with yourself. And if you can do that, then you'll, uh, you'll be miles ahead of everybody else. And just- so the line there that really stuck out to me, failure is how you learn. And you can really apply that to all facets of life, really. Not that we're going to have a, a life conversation right now, but, but, but really, I mean, you know. Like, Whatever you want to discuss. Yeah, Adam. yeah. But for Brooks Kepka, you know, he had that experience at the Masters where he looked like he was in robot mode. He looked like he was going to win that by in a parade. It looked like it was going to be a boring final round. The, the script totally flipped. John Rahm mm-hmm. uh, goes on to win. As you look ahead now, we have a U.S. Open in about a month where Kapka, he's only won the thing twice before, came second the next year and his chance for a three-peat back in 2019. We have an Open Championship the month after, so there's two majors there. But what I want to ask you about is the Ryder Cup because that's where things get spicy. Very spicy. Because, of course, so the PGA Tour doesn't, like, it's involved with the Ryder Cup, but it's more the PGA of America. Right. Now, Kapka's win at the PGA Championship will most, almost certainly put him, whether he's an automatic qualifier right. or in that 
you know, bubble, if you will. Yes. Zach Johnson has said that if he qualifies, he's on the team. There was quite an exchange on Golf Channel last night between Brandel Chambly and Brad Faxon, which got awkward. <laughs> Do you think Kepka should play on, if he qualifies, should be on the U.S. Ryder Cup team? Absolutely. We need to see Kepka in the Ryder yeah. Cup. I mean, he's so locked, so dialed in right now. And it's just good for the game. I mm-hmm. mean, like, live stuff aside, yeah. however you feel about that. He's one of the best golfers in the world. And he's such a he's such a gamesman, such a showman. The way he carries himself, he has such a swagger. He stands out. He's the kind of guy like he pulls up into the parking lot, and he walks in, you know, in his fitness gear or whatever. Like he has an aura about him. Tiger, obviously, yeah. the biggest aura in mm-hmm. golf. Um, but you can feel his presence, and who yeah. doesn't want that on the biggest stage in a Ryder Cup format? And I think to to your point, like. He's got that swagger, you know, he was he's been vocal about his fitness and how he before he won the 2017 US Open he bench pressed 225 not pounds, a not a big deal, 15 yeah. times whatever it was. If you try to do that, you could get to <laughs> I did yeah, anyway. Uh but for Kepka, you know, at before the Masters, he spoke about how he he plays with Rory all the time. He plays with JT all the time. So these these guys don't hate each other. No. Sure, there's certain some guys who are maybe a little different, wink wink, not judge, but you know, even too, like we saw, you know, like if 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 this was Bryson DeChambeau, yes. I'm sure some or Patrick Reed, yes. who obviously there's or even Phil, there's a lot of guys who don't see eye to eye with those people with right. lawsuits. Obviously, more controversial yeah. characters, yeah, team, certainly than Brooks. A lot of people don't like Brooks's attitude, right? But I think I think he's also a little bit misunderstood. We saw a little bit more into what his character actually is in the Netflix series, yeah. The Swing. And then also, I mean, just his smile ear to ear, right? After winning yesterday, we know what this means to him. We know he doesn't care so much for the, you know, the former PGA Tour uh-huh. events, the regular ones, um, which is why I think Liv is such a good fit for him because yes. he kind of just, I don't know, it's not a high-pressure situation, and then you just focus on the majors. It's yeah. an ideal setup. But he's, I think he's a little bit more vulnerable than he lets on, and he clearly was in a dark place with oh, his injuries yeah. and mentally, as we saw in Netflix. Well, you wonder, too, and before we turn the page on some other people, which we'll do on the other side, because there are a lot of notables to get to, for Kepka, when he won his previous majors, maybe this is just my opinion, but he just he seemed like the villain. Yes. You know, 2018 PGA Championship, he's going up against Tiger Woods, looking to win his first major at the time in 10 years. And Adam Scott, you know, one of the nicest guys on yes. tour, and Kepka goes out and just plays out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Beth Page Black, 2019 in May, DJ was the guy people were rooting for. DJ was coming up from behind. But it seemed like on Sunday afternoon that people were rooting for him. And it was it was a feel-good story because even in his presser after, Kepka said he didn't consider retiring when he was at his lowest, but he considered if he, he said he considered not he considered hanging him up if he couldn't get to the ability that he knew he can. Right. So essentially retirement. But it seems yes. like people people are opening up to Kepka now because he, he's more relatable, right? Yeah, I yeah. agree. He is more relatable. Yeah. And I think people love a story of someone kind of being down and then coming back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a human story. It's also, you know, his wife is now expecting their first yeah. child. So to like win with the timing, it just seems like. He's in a very different spot than he was a year ago, mm-hmm. and it's an incredible story. It is. And for Kepka, he opened the PGA Championship with odds of plus 2,100. After round one, his odds were 40 to one. So they climbed to 40 to one, had that great third round, 10 to one before the final round, plus 120. Brooks Kepka, a major champion, 
yet again. Okay, on the other side, we'll discuss the notables. Michael Block. We're going to have a block party here on GTC. It's Scully. It's Murph. We're back after the break. This is Golf Talk Hand. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Scully and Kristen Murphy here in studio. We are live on TSN 2 as we are after all major weeks, the Monday after, and as well TSN 1050 until noon. Happy Victoria Day. Thank Big you. Adam. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. you're very welcome. Okay, so keeping the PGA Championship story, we did a full uh, debrief on Brooks Kepka. Now he was a huge story, obviously, but arguably a bigger story, uh, a bigger, more relatable story was Michael Block because at this point last week, not many people knew who Michael Block was to the average sports fan. When you saw that slam dunk on Sunday, the hole in one, yes. Take us through your mindset. Well, I kind of had a feeling when all of a sudden they go, okay, like let's check check back in with Michael Block on the team. Like, why are they going yeah. back to him? I usually know what that means. Like this, just a moment ago, mm-hmm. you know that it is something great. I was not expecting a slam dunk, and of all the people on the course for it to be that particular individual, it was such a big storyline in the first and second rounds. But I thought it was going to fade into the night a little bit as. Yeah. The big boys are rising up the leaderboard, heading into the weekend, and it just never died, this story. And it got better and better and better. And I don't think anyone enjoyed it more than Michael Block himself. He was in his element, like hamming it up, and good for him. I mean, why wouldn't you take advantage of the moment? Well, it was so funny, too, because he didn't see the ball go in. And he even said it after. He said, you know, I hit the shot, I tipped my cap, and I started walking, and Rory comes walking towards me, hugging me. He's like, why, why is he hugging me? Yeah, like, exactly. Sure we had a good time, but yeah. anyway, so, you know, he makes the hole-in-one, and then the up-and-down on 18. He hits this approach shot into the gallery, miles left, gets up and down, and he said this after the fact. He didn't know the significance of what that was for, the T-15, Talking. to get to the PGA next year. And with that, too, now these sponsors' invitations. Yeah. Well, and we're going to see him next week at the Charles Schwab. Yeah. Like, this story is not done yet. No, it's just getting started. Right. But I think what's so amazing about it is I think what he did this week, it's, it's like every average golfer's fantasy. You're yeah. playing with Rory McIlroy on a Sunday in a major. Like, this, these things don't happen. And then you get a hole in one. Yeah. Like, what? This is not real life. Well, and we've mentioned that Netflix series, and Chad Mum, who we've had on this show, the executive producer, was on location. Someone tweeted at him, looking forward to the Michael Block oh, episode, boy. and he replied, replied saying, we will have one. Oh so, that can't come two. out soon. Oh, I, that's, gonna be, that's going to be excellent. And I love the exchange, too, between Kepka and Block. <laughs> and when Kepka said, I guess the drinks are on you, pal. So yeah. I'm I cur- heard that that didn't actually happen. But um, sources. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Can't Did, confirm. Do you have source that. on the sources of the ground. I don't. I don't. But um, it's it's just fascinating, and to think that someone rivaled how juicy of a storyline Brooks Kepka 
returning to the winner's circle in a major is, and it, it's it's Michael Block. Yeah. I mean, you just no one saw it coming. No one, and at all. he's like the people's champion. He is. That's <laughs> that's a really good way to put it. The people's champion. Uh, another player who came up short, who played in the final group with Kepka. Yes. Was one Victor Hovland, or as our dear friends from Overdrive call him, Rick Hovland. Rick. Who, this guy's been knocking on the door at majors. Yes. Played with Rory last year. Mm-hmm. Had a good showing at the Players' Championship a couple months ago. Had a good showing at the Masters. But are we going to call this the Connors Hovland bunker? Like, Connors curse? That seems yeah. a bit extreme. But, but you know, we see, we see PGA Tour pros hit bad shots all the time, but yes. to be in the exact same spot in that situation, that was wild. It was super wild, and yeah, you just couldn't believe it, and for Hovland to have it in that moment, I mean, it was a brutal time for Connors to have that moment also. I mean, he's right in the mix, so to see it happen twice was pretty shocking, and Victor Hovland is so likable, and I think there's a lot of people rooting for him, mm-hmm. and he played a fantastic, near-flawless round of golf. I mean, like 16th hole aside, that was just freakish stuff yeah um but he really just ran into a very hot brooks kepka which is i mean anyone's going to struggle to overcome a guy who's playing out of his mind like brooks who's won four majors coming into the uh-huh. week i mean that's that's a tall order but i thought what a class act afterwards he had a great interview with dotty pepper yeah and you could tell he was gutted you could feel it and um as our sports center buddy norm he texted me right after, and he was pretty gutted. He's a big Hovland guy, and he said, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And I thought, <laughs> oh, that sums it up pretty pretty, pretty well. But, you know, he keeps putting himself in the mix. Things are going to happen for him eventually. Yeah, and, you know, most of the time when, you know, guys go on to win majors in in golf, you know, they have to go through hardship first. They have yes. to go through failure. Mm-hmm. What was that Kepka line? Failure is how you learn. All so back, yeah. you wonder, it all sort of comes back full circle, and that – that 16th hole really was, I'm going to say, at the TSN turning point. Well, for sure. Because then you have Brooks. He Stuff just, it from there. He stuffs it, and it's game over. Yeah. That's really when it felt like this thing's done. This is yeah. going to be a coronation for Kepka to the end now. A Kepka coronation. There you That's go. right. Now, put that on a t shirt. <laughs> put that on a t shirt. Now, there's a couple other notables we obviously have to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so in round three, Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. Yes. The off together. Now, if this was two years ago, we'd all have the popcorn ready. We'd have the any whatever your beverage of choice and be dialed into that. Mm. But now they're sort of buddies again. But not they, a lot of meat on that bone anymore. No, but no. but how about the reaction they got on the first tee? It was mixed. There were some boobers in the mix for sure. Yeah, which you don't see at no. golf. But and that's what I think that's what people were almost expecting at Augusta, but not that patrons. Mm. would boo there but i found that to be i don't think jarring is the right word but it was surprising it was to hear surprising. the boo birds wasn't it it was very surprising yeah. nance seemed quite surprised yeah and uh you know he's seen it all so yeah. I, I trust his reaction was very similar to ours um I, I don't know maybe it was one of those things where a couple guys boo and then the pack mentality a few right. more people join in because there were certainly cheers as well yeah it was a, it was a weird one mm-hmm. okay but it, for bryson himself because this is a guy who ha- he struggled for the last little while oh, yeah. and you know he spoke about his his um in wild weight transformation i was trying to think of a bigger word there it, the transformation where he went from a normal-looking human being, yes. the incredible bulk. Yes. Now he's back to looking shredded. Yes. And now, but now he's back playing well. And in my mind, the game of golf is more fascinating 
when he is in the mix because he's yeah. such a different dude. What do you think? He's he's the content king. I mean, like yeah. you know, I do a lot of the Sports Center golf highlight packs, and week after week, when he was still in the PGA Tour, it was like if all else fails, we're gonna get something from Bryson, and yeah. and he never disappointed. So seeing him back on a leaderboard. It was awesome. He's also great for the game. He's a fascinating character. And in golf, there aren't as many fascinating characters, it seems, than than we see in other sports. A hundred percent. Bryson finishes T4, rounds of 66, 71, 70, and 70. Now, a couple more before we let you go. Have to talk about Corey Connors because, you know, 16th hole Saturday, the guy is leading the tournament. He is looking like he's in cruise control. He's got that two-yard draw on every tee shot. And then the 16th hole happens, and obviously Sunday wasn't his day. Right. What do you think he can take from this experience here I and mean, apply it, going forward? It almost comes back to the Brooks quote again. I mean, if you do learn more from failure than when you win, because you're not going to look at a win and say, oh, what, what would I change after that? You accomplish the task at hand. Yeah. Whereas when you come up short, you can look back and really say, well, maybe I would approach this differently. And maybe it's just a matter of, the nerves that come into play on a Sunday mm. when you're one shot back. I mean, his first two holes, I felt like he was lucky to escape with par. Mm-hmm. And then so on the third hole, he's out of position again. And then it catches up to him. And we know there was a, a brigade of bogeys after that. Um, and he finishes with a 75. But, I mean, he finishes T12. Yeah. I think it's about, what, $360,000 paycheck for him. Overall, if you take a step back, it's a fantastic week. Yeah. And earlier in the week, we had three Canadians that were in the top 10 at one point. So as far as Canadian golf, it, it was a successful event, I think. And I think Corey's going to be just fine. I totally agree. It's a, it's a good week for golf in Canada. Now, before we sign off, you mentioned you do the Sports Center highlight packs. Yes. And since you're watching all of the golf, sometimes if someone's tuning in for an hour here, an hour there, they don't quite see everything. But on Saturday morning... John Rom had a, uh, you know, we've seen him, we've seen the temper flare a couple times in his career, and it flared a couple times on Saturday. For those who didn't see what happened, give us a little synopsis on John. Right. He hits a chip out of that thick, gnarly rough, and, yeah. and we saw how punishing that rough was all mm-hmm. week. He's frustrated. Yeah. He, his standards for his game are extremely high. I mean, he's just coming off a Masters win, and um, I think anything less than winning for Rom is um, just not where he wants to be. Right. And so he takes his wedge and walks towards the microphone that's lying greenside, and he smashes it. Eesh. And, you know, I mean, talk about a hot mic situation. Is he going to take the bill for that? Yeah, exactly. And then he sort of got into it with a camera operator after that. So it wasn't just an isolated incident. Uh-huh. And it's funny, on the broadcast, they always talk about how, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's a passionate guy. But, and he's gotten so much better, and I'm like, he's still pretty fiery. You can yeah. you can sense it, but um, I mean, it just it speaks to his competitive nature, and it's that passion that allows Rom to just have as much success as he does. Yeah, totally. And you know, the guy won the Masters a month ago. The guy's won four times already this season. You can't have your best stuff every week, and obviously, John Rom didn't have his best stuff. Brooks Kepka did have his best stuff. Brooks Kepka now a five time major champion. Well, Murph, this has been fun been great thank you for joining us here in studio thanks so much for having me really appreciate it you'll be back on canadian open u.s open maybe i didn't tell you that but now i'm telling you that live You'd on the air right now you love to Sign hear that signing up okay uh you're heading now to uh production side of things for gtc maybe some uh some montages we'll see a little kepka a little Corey connors yes. and i know your favorite are picked in mahoney shots of the week
I love that tape. Yeah. Yeah. I want to relive it all. Like, let's just, I don't, I'm not ready to say goodbye to the PGA Championship just yet. Just yet. Well, uh, on the other side, Mark Sacchino is in the building. He made it back from Rochester. He might be a little sleepy, but he is back. Z-Man joins us next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada on TSN 2, as we always are, Mondays after a big tournament, as well, TSN 1050 from now until noon. Adam Scully alongside the Z-Man. Hi, Mark. Skulls, what's How are about? you? I've never sat over here. Before. I know. Is it, it feels yeah, weird. Yeah. What, like, what do you do with your hands? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what am I? What am I supposed to do here? Yeah. <laughs> How are you this morning, man? I'm good. I'm a little disheveled. Yeah. So excuse my appearance. If anybody's like, "What's going on with Mark?" He's like, yeah, "You look great." I, I'm a little tired. It took a long time to get home last night. Oh. oh my lord. So I wish I had the gentleman's name, uh, the officer's name, but. Oh. I had the best border oh, agent of all time. A yeah, good experience. good experience. I I get to I get to you know over the just to the start of the bridge, and you know I got my Nexus card right. and my passport and and he goes Mark, <laughs> this guy. He goes I've been watching you guys all week. You guys, you know, he says. He goes Corey Connors was twelve cars in front of you. Really? Yeah, nicest guy. <laughs> Super, super nice guy. We chatted golf for about, like, it felt like 10 minutes. It was probably like a, literally like a six minute conversation. Yeah. It felt long. But he was a really good guy. Wanted to talk about the tournament. He loved right. the golf course, blah, blah, blah. Can't believe Kepka won another one. He was yeah. really, really good guy. But, uh, yeah, but then, and then it was just bumper to bumper the oh, whole way home. Lovely. Whole way home. Okay. Well, yeah. um, thank you for joining us here in studio. G- great to see you in person. I-, I saw a lot of your face throughout yes. the week. I-, I threw to you, I introduced you. Through is the television term. I yes. introduced you a lot from SportsCenter this week. How was your experience with GD and Weeksy? I We had a great time. It was Good. fun. It uh, you know it was a different experience for yeah. me because... When I'm at a PGA Tour event of some kind, it's usually seven-hour broadcast windows inside the robes, carrying a headset, you know, walking with the group. Or at PGA Tour Live, we're on the air for seven hours, and I'm, you know, kind of doing the version of what you do, like for SportsCenter, you're Mm -hmm. picking something up, I'm throwing it somewhere else, and, Mm -hmm. you know, dialoguing uh, the broadcast itself, which now people are watching on TSN+, Plus, which is awesome for for me to, to have Canadians see what I do right away from here. Um, this was a different week. This is, you know, you're basically just consuming golf mm-hmm. and then you're trying to, to, how do we wrap up what is happening or uh, I'll let you, obviously there's previews and, and mm-hmm. whatnot, but how do we wrap up and, and put a bow on, you know, a seven hour day in four minutes yes. or three minutes. And that, that's a much more difficult ask. Mm-hmm. Everything's got to be tighter. You know, yeah. everything's got to be very, this and, and it's always good, you know, we're friends. So, I, you know, working with friends. Yeah. You know, Bob's a friend. Graham, I'm just starting to get to know. We've become friends. He's a great guy. Jamie's awesome. Rydell's oh, totally. just the best, right? Yeah. So we had a great time. I'm looking forward to doing it again at the U.S. There Open. And uh, 
I mean, it was a great week. The people of Rochester were awesome, and the people have come from, I guess, all over the the, the U.S. and the world. And I mean, there was tons of Canadians. Yeah, mm. especially when you know, obviously, little deflating early on Sunday because uh, there was a lot of red and white there. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, the storylines and Kepka does it again. Listen, I got hit up a lot last night on social media about can't wait for Zakino rant about Kepka, yada yada yada. You know, I've been very open. I, he rubs me the wrong way. Hmm. He, he, I, it's got nothing to do with Liv, by the way. Like, I've been talking about this since he won his first major yeah. right well back. I, I don't like his disrespect or some of the disrespectful comments he has made over the years about the game and towards the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so there's a little sandpaper there with me. Which is fine. That being said, I think Murph said it best that uh, people like a redemption story. I think uh, the Netflix series showed uh, that he is more vulnerable than what he appeared to be or liked he used to portray to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's maybe what people were gravitating to a little bit this week. Uh, They like a comeback story, and they like, hold on, maybe this guy isn't that egomaniac that that he, he wanted us to believe that. I mean, that's Pump the package. And, iron and all that, yeah. absolutely. He presented that package, and now he's kind of retracting that yep. a little bit. Um, again, would I have loved to have seen somebody else win? Sure, yeah, 100%. Uh, but he's built for major championship golf. I think he's proven that. Five's a big number. He's in there with some world-class players right now with five. and 20 players. Yeah, 20 guys have done oh. that. That's it. And oh. for Kepka, he's just got... You know, and I was even saying to Murph, you know, only a handful of victories on the PGA Tour, two victories on the Live Tour, five majors. I mean, it's it's crazy to think that he can just flip a switch. And he even spoke at, at a press conference, and we played this audio last week on the show, at a Live press conference, where he said, you know, for majors, things just slow down for me. And he just has that that mentality that, you know, he... He something just changes with Brooks. I think there's a couple things going on. This is what I believe, and I don't know this to be true, but we, but this is my take on it because historically we have seen this with a few other uh, people uh, Mm -hmm. throughout throughout history. Not many, yeah, but a couple who, in in like in your words, can hit a switch. This game takes a lot out of you. Mm -hmm. It takes its pound of flesh. Flesh, even at the amateur level, you you go. Speak to an avid golfer who's a 16 handicap or 18 handicap. And they're exhausted by it. They love the game, but they're exhausted by it. The, the amount of work they put in to get yeah. from 18 to 16 is unlike any other sport, right? Totally. So if you magnify that to the world's you know, t- top level, I think the amount of work and focus and intensity and a preparation that Kepka has done over his career for major weeks that if he did that across a PGA Tour season, it's it's impossible. He he, he'd be dead. He'd be burnt out. Mm-hmm. So he he like a tiger, like uh, a few guys out there in history, can dial it up a couple weeks a year and say, hey, "I'm going to put in all the all these." And I guarantee you, he's a well. Today he's probably a little hungover, celebrating. He said that he will be again today that. too. Oh, yeah. But I guarantee you, the emotional and mental and physical pound of flesh that that takes from him, uh-huh. you can only do it a handful of times a year. So I think that's one. The other thing I think that that is going on here as well, with the exception of Aaron Hills, which was really only built for about four players to win that championship. So when we got to Aaron Hills, there was, at the time, in, in that moment in time, there was Kepka, DJ, Rory, 
and you might have been able to throw in a couple of them. Jason Day at the time, maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, who hits it three thirty, and you know, just can overpower a golf course from from the tee? Mm-hmm. That golf course was so one dimensional. You could could have landed a plane on the fairways at, at air. It was ridiculous. It was such a one dimensional golf course. So take that out of the equation, Aaron Hills. I believe that Kepka, to your point, dialing it up a couple times a year, likes the idea that pars a good score. He loves hard golf. Yeah. He loves taking your medicine. Mm-hmm. You've said that mm-hmm. many times. That that there's a level of comfort there as opposed to the Tony Finau, which is the total opposite and we've had this conversation now about Tony Finau after Tony won a couple weeks ago. It's like, "Well, what's next for Tony Finau?" Well, Tony Finau's got to beat a really good field on a super hard golf course. Why? Cuz he's never done that. Cuz what does Tony like? Tony likes 24 under. Yeah. Tony's comfortable in Yeah. Tony's comfortable in a corn ferry tour shootout environment. Mm-hmm. And Kepka's the opposite. And that's why Kepka, even before he went to live, didn't win PGA Tour events because PGA Tour events are shootouts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Typically speaking, yep. there's a, there are the odd ones. There's Riviera, there's Wells Fargo, Corey Pines, Corey yeah. Pines. There are your PGA Tour events, Honda Classic. Okay, but for every one of those, there's also the 24 under. So I think those are the things that are lining up here. Mm -hmm. I said it last night on SportsCenter. He's a polarizing figure, and we can debate whether you like him, whether you don't like him, whether this is a good, warm, field comeback story, or this is... uh, this is a bad Saudi money guy that uh, won a major. That's all up for debate. Whatever you can, you can all have your opinions. What isn't debatable? He's going to be a favorite at the U.S. Open, mm-hmm. and the official World Golf Rankings is wrong. We know that. I've never defended its accuracy. I've always defended the official World Golf Ranking position that this is our criteria, and it's not our job to form to you. It's your job to form to us. This is our criteria. But you said it a couple weeks ago. If you're if you're not happy with the official World Golf Rankings, just play better when you have the opportunity. And that's what he did. And that's what he's done. He's moved up again in the official World Golf Ranking. And I think at the end of the day, the World Golf Rankings are probably incorrect in the sense that i got to think that he's likely in the top three players in the world. Like, yeah. would you not say right now, based on what we've seen in majors, that it's Rom, Scheffler, no particular order, but Rom, Scheffler, and I guess now Kepka? Because I've been saying Rom and Scheffler and everybody else, and maybe it's now Rom, Scheffler, and Kepka and everybody else. Maybe. Yeah, for for sure. And in, in the biggest events, in the major championships, and that's all we have. That's all we have. Where all of the best players, all of the most notable players, maybe we should say, get together. And uh, and play. I want to play some Brooks Kepka audio though. We played some audio earlier in the show. Let's hear again from Brooks Kepka. Just keep doing what I'm doing. It's working so far. Um, back to having a chance pretty much every time I tee it up. So I'm very pleased with the way I'm playing. I like the way um, I've worked with everybody. It's it's been um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Mark, to your point too about uh, the official World Golf ranking uh, that. My first rant I did uh, on TV a couple weeks ago, <laughs> talking about Bryson DeChambeau, how he was, he wasn't so happy with the official World Golf ranking points and how to get better, you, how to improve, you play better. Well, Bryson did move to 90th from 
second. I, in I the believe world we have four live players right now inside the top fifty. That sounds world. right. Last time I looked, yeah. Yeah. Herrera, Abraham, Answer, Brooks Kepka, and Cam Smith. Mm-hmm. And Cam Smith, another good week too. Another good well, week as well. Now on Kepka, the Ryder Cup mm-hmm. is obviously a huge point mm-hmm. for a guy who wins a major championship, regardless of what tour he's playing. He has to be on that team, no? I, well, is is it enough with a second place finish at the Masters and a win at the PGA Championship and two majors still to go? It's likely going to be enough to qualify, no? Totally. So if totally. he qualifies, he qualifies. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's always been the argument: is that the world world golf rankings have their criteria, criteria, majors have their criteria, tours are allowed to make decisions based on the criteria for their tours. Mm. You've made your choice to go over there and play. Great, go play. You're a live guy now, and if you've ever fit into these columns, when that time comes, take advantage of those uh, those opportunities. He's done that. Yep. It's yep. not you. It, it, you're not owed anything. No. You don't. You're not entitled to anything. Uh-huh. So if he qualifies for the Ryder Cup, great. Go play Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. The question I have is, and this is what I find intriguing, is if he doesn't qualify. He finishes outside of the top uh, qualification points, and he's on the outside looking in. Just you know, then what? Mm-hmm. How do you, if the PGA of America operates the American team of the Ryder Cup? That's the governing body of that U.S. team, right? Mm-hmm. And, and involved with the the PGA's federations and the DP World Tour yeah. for the Ryder Cup. How do you leave your reigning PGA champion off the team? How do you not pick them? That is where I find it very, very interesting. And who knows? If this was Patrick Reed, this would be a way more difficult conversation because we know there's no friends in the room if it's Reed. And with Kepka, we believe that there's friends in the room. Yes. We believe. We believe that. And even, you know, Kepka was quoted before the tournament saying, asked about the Ryder Cup, and he said, if I finish second, first, first, first in the majors, that'll take care of itself. So he's finished second, first so far. So for Kepka, you got to think that uh, he'll be on that team unless something bizarre happens. Now, speaking of bizarre, we have to get to Michael Block because oh, this, this is just, it, it puts the hair on your, yeah. you get the chills right away. For it, this is just a, a relatable story to every person out there. You know, it's like it'd be honestly, it'd be like you playing on the PGA Tour on a PGA Championship. Well, he said it in his post, and we were all holding back the the tears in the press yeah. Room. Like it was seriously watching. It's like everybody was very emotional. He said it, this is for the I forget how many thousand PGA members yeah. there are around the world. And I looked at Graham and I said. Uh, He's talking to you and me, yeah. Because Graham's also PGA uh, member of PGA of America, and I'm a member of the PGA of right. Canada. And there's there's thousands and thousands and thousands of us around the world that all do different things. Like I do this right. for a living, and you know Graham's an analyst and a former PGA Tour player. Uh-huh. And there's guys that just grind out te- teaching, and there's guys that run clubs and pro shops, and uh, you find PGA members in all different walks of life. And he said, this is very few of them get to do what Michael block did for four days. And now is going to get to do it. The Charles Schwab, the RBC Canadian yeah. open. And we're probably going to see a lot of them. I'm guessing over the next, uh, the next four or five months or so. What I find so amazing about it, Adam, is that his ability, he said this, I've had 46 years on this planet to be able to enjoy this and soak it in. I've learned that this stuff, don't take this stuff for granted. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe his poise. I'm not shocked at the ability. Yeah. There's so many great golfers. Oh, yeah. Like, if you stand on a range with a golf professional who's like a plus two, plus three, plus four handicap, whatever, 
Go to a Corn Ferry Tour event. Go to a PGA Tour Canada event. Go to a mini tour. Go, go to a Great Lakes Tour. Watch guys hit golf balls. And you see someone shoot 67 or whatever the number is. You go, how's this guy not on the PGA Tour, right? Quite often the answer has got nothing to do with how they hit a golf ball, right? It's all between the ears uh-huh. and the poise. and the, to, to be a club professional, basically, a teaching professional. Now he has had starts before. It's not like he's never had experience on a grand stage, but nothing like this, nothing even close to this. To have that kind of poise for four days and calm, he looked so calm and truly looked like he was enjoying it. I'm just, I'm absolutely shocked by it. And it was so much fun to see. And, you know, we saw, you know, the hole in one and the reaction, didn't see it go in. He's, why is Rory McIlroy coming back (laughs) to hug me? And I'm sure he had a great time last night too with celebrations. I'm sure we'll see him on some of these daily talk shows as well, you know, getting his. Five minutes of fame sort of thing totally. and, and going that sort of thing. And he's just so relatable to so many people. It was a great story. Uh, before we go to break, let's hear from Michael Block after uh, the tournament ended. Uh, this week's been a absolutely a dream. I had no idea it was going to happen. But if I, I knew if I just played my darn game, right, that I could do this. And I always knew it. And I had this intuition that it was going to happen with, I always had this thing, it was going to happen with Tiger Woods. It really was. I, I always saw myself coming down the stretch with Tiger Woods. And, uh, and I was like, I'm going to do it. Even if I'm 45 or whatever it is, I'm going to come down the stretch in, in an event with Tiger. It just happened to be that I was in the 2023 PGA Championship Oak Hill, and I had uh, Roy McIlroy in my group. And uh, I wasn't coming down the stretch to win, but at the same time, Sunday at a major with the crowd here at Rochester was unreal. Just a great week. For Michael Block. Tin cup, baby. It's a tin oh, cup moment good. come to life, is it not? Pretty good. That's a really good comparison. It, it's, tin cu- it's tin cup for yeah. real. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, it was a cool story, and we'll have much more on Michael Block uh, throughout the week here on Golf Talk Handler, throughout the season now as he continues to play, and sure, I'm sure get many starts uh, as well. On the other side, we'll have more on the notables, the PGA Championship, and discuss 20 weeks of TaylorMade. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today. Wrapping up Hour 1 here on GTC, TSN 1050, TSN 2, Adam Scully, Mark Zucchino here, recapping the PGA Championship. Have to give a shout-out to our producer extraordinaire, Jamie Rydell, who just texted me saying there are six live players in the official world six. golf Thanks, rankings Jamie. top 50. Who are, the, who are the two I'm missing? So I'm I'll, just, my, my wife. I have my computer. Wi-Fi is having a bit of an All issue right. here for me. So I had four. Who am I missing? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that at some All point right. when, when my computer loads here. Anyway, right. uh, have to ask you about Victor Hovland. Because this is another major yeah. championship where, you know, one what? swing, yeah, one swing, or he could be the champion. on Saturday, right? I gotta tell you though, that is a horrible miss. The I mean, it's into the bunker. It's a yeah. nine iron. Oh yeah, with the ball slightly bef- below your feet, and okay, so the ball is slightly be- below your feet. The lip in front of you is higher to the right edge as it is to the left. Right. Okay. So with the ball below you, 
it's going to over-exaggerate the fact that that golf ball is likely going to move more from left to right, right? It's going to fade more. It's going to cut more than you anticipate with the ball below your feet, right? You're in the bunker with a 9-iron. You're probably going to open the, the club a couple degrees anyway. In fact, yeah, a lot of players would take that with it, play that shot with one more club and an 8-iron and, and just fan the face a little, yep. okay? So that, that's... A, what does that allow you to do? Well, it also allows you now to play it further out to the left where there's no lip at all practically. He stands up on it and blades it into the, exactly the same shot Corey Carson. said, but I was shocked at that swing, shocked at the outcome, just horrible at that moment in time. But, and here's the big but, the positives are he lost his golf tournament on really that one swing. Other than that, he stood toe-to-toe with Kepka the entire day, and he answered a lot of questions about the putter. He made some big putts at key moments and played some great golf. He'd like to have one swing back, if not maybe even the tee shot. Don't hit in the bunker to begin with. Yeah. But he'd like to have that shot back. I swear to God, Adam, if you stood there with a large bucket of golf balls, he'd probably never hit that shot again. Well, and it, it proved a lot of things, too, about his short game overall. Because, you know, he has said, he said after a victory early in his career that his chipping sucks. Like, that's a direct quote. And the rough was thick. You were there. The shots around the greens, they Very were difficult. so hard in the way the greens were rolling. But, you know, good on Victor Hovland. And you know what TV didn't do a uh, great perspective of as well? Is obviously, the rough was a huge part of the conversation. We saw the rough, and it was very you could visually see how difficult that was when the ball disappeared, etc., but some of the shave down areas, the bailout areas, the false fronts that pulled down underneath greens. In fact, you saw Kepka yesterday in a moment choose putter mm-hmm. uh, from yeah. one of those areas. Wherever TV didn't do perspective of how tight those lies were and how beneath the surfaces they were. So you had a variety of everything. I mean, we're going to get into it in Winter's Weird and yeah, what? But wow, really, really smart uh, Reno and really smart setup. Really smart setup. We'll get into that in Winners Weird and What. Of course, 20 weeks of TaylorMade. It's a major week. We'll tell you who won each of our three prizes on social media this week. First place, Stealth or Stealth HD Iron. Second place, Stealth 2 Plus Driver. Third place, Spider GTX Putter. $40,000 we're giving away this year, Mark. That is huge. And a trip to Casa de Campo, yeah. and it's been fun. We've got like close to 7,000 people in Which the pool amazing. approaching. Yeah. We'll be at 10 by the end of the year. This yep. is, people are having a blast with it. I'm getting slaughtered. I'm, I mean, oh. I my teams are just terrible yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. And I, in the break, I'm going to go into my phone because I've got good reception. I will find those two missed. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I've i been trying to load it here. Yeah, yeah, I know you're speaking, having so, a Wi-Fi. Um, I will get it. And as well, I know Mama Skull put a, a team in. How do Mama Skulls do? She actually texted me saying, how do I find out? And I haven't been able to get on the Wi-Fi yet, but I will. I will. If, if the Wi-Fi works itself out, I'll give everyone... It's the a holiday. The it's wi-fi, a holiday. It took it's the fine. Wi-Fi took the day off. It's fine. Okay, on the other side, we're going to kick off Hour 2 with 3-Dub a little earlier than usual in the show and lots to discuss in 3-Dub. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.
This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Why Picton Mahoney? Visit PictonMahoney.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada Radio on TV, TSN 2, TSN 1050. Scully and Zacchino alongside Bob Weeks joining in about half an hour time. Mark, you have some... Yeah, just just before we get to 3-Dub yeah. and whatnot, because I'm getting uh, uh, lit up here on social media oh, about uh, Ryder Cup. Oh, yeah. PGA of America does not have a formal ban on live players' oh, participation right. in events like the PGA Championship uh, or... or and or Ryder Cup. Yeah. That's why they were at the PGA of, uh, Championship. Currently, the Ryder Cup standings have not been refreshed on the Ryder Cup website, but uh, at, with this victory, Brooks Kepka is going to vault to second place on Team America points. So at the end of the day, if he qualifies, you know, my interpretation right now, Zach Johnson has not really said much, but if he qualifies, he qualifies. Yeah. I, I can't imagine, uh, I'd love to hear your opinion yeah. on this, I can't imagine the PGA of America saying, this is our criteria for the PGA Championship. If you qualify, you qualify. Thus, live players are there. And them, and now turning around saying, but it doesn't count for Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, there's the criteria. Yeah. If you qualify, you're qualified. Now, if you've got to rely on a captain's pick, nah. probably don't like your chances very much. Likely. Don't like it. But, I mean, now sitting at number two, and we still have two majors to go, it would be very like. Could you imagine all of a sudden reworking the criteria in the last minute to take Kepka off the team? That might be even more uncomfortable than leaving him currently where he is. And for a U.S. team that hasn't won on European soil since what 1993, don't you want your best team possible there? And you know the Italians are going to be on fire over yes. there. The Italians are going to ha- you know once in a lifetime Ryder Cup. Yeah. I mean the Azzurri is going to bring it. In Roma, yeah, we know that. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, and, and you know what? It, it, I, I almost compare this kind of indirectly. So when Tiger won the Masters in 2019, he was the President's Cup playing captain, or captain that year, and could have been the playing captain. After he won the Masters, he was MIA. He just he didn't play a lot of golf, didn't play a lot of good golf, period. But he was still on that President's Cup team. You know, you're good at, you have to have a major champion on your team, whether it's a Ryder Cup, President's Cup. I know it's different. I know there's a lot of other circumstances, but just from a playing perspective, a guy who finishes second at the Masters, first at the PGA, he has to be on the Ryder Cup team. Yeah. He has to be. He has to be. Yeah. If the U.S. wants their best team possible, for guys like Justin Thomas, who has had an awful season, and it continued this past week, who's a stalwart on these teams, they need their best team possible. And, and if we team. believe what we've read... And some of the sound bites, etc. This is not as polarizing in the room yeah. as a Phil Mickelson. Exactly. As a Patrick Reed. Yeah. Um, Bryson, maybe. Maybe even Bryson, yeah. Um, yeah. So who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Who we knows? will see. Yeah. Well, but again, the, if, I mean, if anyone's going to have any credibility in all this, you set your criteria. I'm a firm believer that, you know, you, you as a business owner have the right to create rules, regulations, business standards that apply to your business, i.e., the PGA Tour has the right, in my opinion, to say, this is our tour, these are our rules, you fall into these rules, and if you don't, you can't play our tour. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, But I'm also 
fine with the opposite side of that. This is our these are our rules. This is our criteria. If you fit this criteria, you're able to play. If he, if 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 he fits, he fits. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Right. That's totally. never been my problem, Adam. My yeah. problem is the whining, the crying, the lawsuits, the cake and eat it, too. That's always been mm-hmm. my problem. Um, and that's a whole other show. And we've done that for, we did that a year ago. We don't really talk about that anymore. Right. That, that, that story's dead to me. Mm-hmm. Now it's just about the golf and the product. I don't like the live product. I find it hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't find it interesting. I don't find it entertaining at all for me personally. I look at it like a Japanese cartoon, like I'm going to have a seizure looking at that that leaderboard. It's it's just horrific. Don't compare to what we saw yesterday. Yesterday was compelling human interest, comeback stories, player trying to get a a monkey off his back, Mm. a Canadian trying to win his first major championship. That was compelling sport. The other stuff's a circus. It totally is. Well... Uh, as always here on Golf Talk Canada, we have Winners, Weird, and What. And, Mark, there was a lot going on last week at Oak Hill. Let's hit it. Winners, Weird, and What this week, you have the team. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Okay, Skulls, I, I kind of teased this a little. Yeah. Uh, winner, winner's Oak Hill. Oh. I mean, we had Andrew Green on uh, mm. a couple weeks ago to, to tee up. Uh, the renovation process. He's also uh, renovated, uh, what am I forgetting here? Oh, uh, Congressional, where we'll have it in 2030. So he did the blue course at Congo. And you played that a couple I played that a couple yeah. times. He's also doing Inverness uh, in uh, Ohio. Not Ohio. Where's Inverness again? It, no, it is yeah, Ohio. It is yes, Ohio. in Ohio. Ohio. They have a championship coming up. Yeah. And he's also doing Eastlake after the Tour Championship when they hand out the, the FedEx Cup at the end of the year. Oh, so wow. he is like the hot, the, the new hot kid on the block, so to speak, and he's doing wow. a great job. Everything about this golf course reno was brilliant. It was straightforward. It was no gimmicks. It was tough. And like always, the PGA of America knows how to set up a golf course. It was the hardest yet most fair test of golf I've seen in a setup in a long time. Um, I wish the USGA would go back to proper rough. This gradu- graduated rough is garbage. Uh, I love the PGA. The rough is brutal, but it's fair and it's tough, and it starts right immediately after that first cut. Yeah. Um, there's options around the greens. It, it put a value on putting the golf ball in the fairway, a value in iron play. The greens were tough, but not stupid. I can't say enough about the redesign in the venue. That's my winner. Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed the setup. I know the only one I heard was John Rom. There was a hot mic situation, and he did not like one of the par threes. Where and I know that ties really well. Ah, it's weird. It's like you're a, it's so like good. Rehearsal went so well, right? You're yeah, so yeah. good. Maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is my weird. Yeah, Skulls, uh, weird week for Rombo. Yeah. Uh, just kind of out of sorts immediately out of the gates, never really part of the storyline of this championship, fought to make it to the weekend. The best part of Rombo's week was his uh, moments with uh, Amanda Amanda Renner oh, in so the post-round on Sunday. Yeah. He was fantastic. Everything before that, the golf was terrible. His attitude was terrible. He's lighting up cameramen. He's lighting up this. Uh, graphic language on hot mics. Oh yeah, it was just not a good w- uh, week for John Rom. But that is Rom. I mean, when you when you when we applaud him for being fiery, when we applaud him for being passionate and wanting to have that desire to win, this is also what comes with it. You can't have both. Mm-hmm. 
it's just really weird and makes it uncomfortable at times. It was awkward. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. And and even like when you're playing with someone on your weekly Saturday morning game and they get really mad, it gets kind of weird, right? Like very but much for so. John Rom, this was kind of strange. And my what this week? A lot of people are out there. You know, you've got your pro lives and your anti live people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lo- the line in the sand is pretty pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking, I truly look at at it now from a product standpoint. I said what I had to say from a moral and ethical standpoint a year ago. I don't need to talk about that anymore. We don't really talk about that on the mm-hmm. show anymore, and I think mm-hmm. that's the way to go. Yep. I look at it a product perspective. I'm not a fan of the product. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people out there are suggesting now with Kepka vaulting, you know, the Ryder Cup team, major champion, that this is going to do a lot for Liv. Like, what will this do for Liv? My take is likely very little. Because at the end of the day, regardless of what Kepka does on a global stage, it's still DJ in a playoff with Taylor Swift in the background. Right? It's still shake it off. I'm still watching what is supposed to be a professional golf tournament that I care about that I really didn't even know what was going on for most of the day when I, when I flip back and forth because I find it so disheveled. And at the end of the day, I cannot get into it's not that i can't be entertained so let's 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 let me rewind it's not that i can't be entertained i watch movies for entertainment stand up comedy for entertainment i'm a huge succession fan and i'm a show behind i got to watch succession at some point today no, no I spoilers missed, please i missed last night's episode it's not that i can't be entertained by live right but i can't care i can't have the passion and the care that i had yesterday watching what i watched when Taylor Swift is singing Shake It Off in the middle of the playoff. Sorry, full stop. You can all hit me up on social and rip me. I probably won't even answer today because I don't care. However, don't try to sell me that that's real sport. We shake it off in the playoff in the background. Done. All right, Adam. Tea is yours, sir. 348. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that is sweet. You know, I'm trying to find some sort of segue from <laughs> shake it off, shake it. No, I, that's I'm not going to sing on television again. It's but, just bad. Yeah. It's just wrong. Oh, I know someone who has to shake it off is Rory McIlroy. We'll get to that on oh. the other side because I know we got some Rory to talk to. So I'll, I'll go through my three dub here. Uh, Michael Block is my winner. Obviously, everything that happened throughout the week, but. For one line in particular, and we could do a have a month long show on yes. Michael Block, but when he made the cut, a couple things happened. A, he had a cold hosel rocket shank in that round. <laughs> this thing is a hundred and sixty <laughs> yard par three. He's trying to hit it straight. It, this thing goes right of right, hits a tree, bounces back. He hits like he's playing basically from the walkway. Anyway, so he makes the cut, obviously. And they asked him, So what are you gonna do the rest of the day? And he said, and I, I'm quoting him here. I'm going to have lunch and an IPA and watch the coverage. I like that. See, that's my kind of guy. <laughs> you dial in an IPA, you have a nice club sandy, and you just put your feet up, maybe having a couple IPAs, but good for Michael Block. Again, we'll have much more on Block's success uh, as we head along this week. My weird this week. So the PGA Championship does their champion's dinner every Tuesday. Oh, boy. Where, you know, like the Masters, obviously we talk a lot more about the Masters and uh, their champions dinner and the PGA championship does the same thing where all the winners gather around, have dinner and Phil Mickelson put a social media post out there. Again, we'll put this on our television show and he is wearing a suit that is at least four sizes too big with his, uh, and it's some product placement with his, his gummies, his wellness gummies. Now, 
couple things here. <laughs> so, hey, Phil, Phil, you lost a lot of weight, which is awesome. Like, good for you, dude. But, like, can you not afford a new suit? You got the money now. I think. I think, I think that money went somewhere else. Oh, Who knows? Yeah. But, I mean, and uh, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome he's lost this weight. But to point it out and to hold the gummies like product placement, it, this was cringeworthy. Mark. Yeah, and then uh, Monaghan walking in front. <laughs> it was just the most awkward. The that thing. might be, when we do our year review, yeah. that is, that's the photo of the year. That is. Right there. It just says yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely bizarre. You got more cow walking by and Phil's talking his ear off and you can tell and he had mo- no, don't want nothing to do with it. I don't, you may be too young. The original airplane movie, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's one of the first like uh, Leslie Nielsen okay. comedies of all time, yeah. and there's a character there that goes around the plane, and as he goes from seat to seat telling his sob story, everyone in the seat beside them is is trying to k- somehow kill themselves because they no longer want to hear this sob story. That was Morikawa walking with <laughs> Phil Mickelson out of that photo. So before we go to break, my what? Tom Kim against the Creek. What? On Earth, that was that was one of the, some of the best TV I've ever seen. Now you know the best part of that. So this is the first round. He hits, hits a shot from the creek, gets absolutely drenched with mud, with water, has to go tarps off, nearly goes pants off. But the best was he goes to the media center after, and everyone's sort of laughing at him. He's like, "Oh, what's going on?" And they're like, "Oh," and then he, he looked at his phone, and his phone was getting lit up like a Christmas tree, just like in my hockey playing days, where. Um, you know, he's looking at his phone and saying, oh, my gosh, you guys caught this on camera? There's cameras everywhere. There's cameras. Tom, it's at a major time. championship, yes. dude. Yeah. So, and his reaction, he was killing himself laughing, That's which great. was awesome. So he had some fun with that, too. Tom Kim versus the water. That is my wife <laughs> this week. Okay, on the other side, we just mentioned it earlier. Shake it off. Shake it off. Rory McIlroy. Where do we go from here? This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. Learn more about their award-winning golf course and growing community. Visit CobbleBeach.com today. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Scully and Zacchino alongside Weeks joining in our next segment. Mark, I have to give you a shout-out here because you you walked in with a package for me. I'm just going to get it. Yeah. You bought me a sweater. There you go. PGA Championship Adidas sweater. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I I bought one for myself as well. I saw you wearing it because, well, there was one. I I had to laugh because (laughs) uh, Saturday night, one of the nights hosting SportsCenter, they all blend together. You're doing a a hit. It's you and Graham and Bob. Graham has short sleeves on. Mm -hmm. You have a jacket on, and Bob is dressed for the polar vortex. Yes. So... Uh, how, how how cold was it? Let's I was well. I got to tell you, I was taking hits not from Bob, but from Graham. Bob was kind because Bob says, you know, you and I, Mark, we're not, you know, we're not the largest men in the world, right? <laughs> but Delight was all over me all week for being soft because mm. I'm cold all the time, and of course Jamie is always in shorts, ah. right, wearing his crocodile Dundee hat. He's got his. He's got, you know, <laughs> Jamie always looks like he's. Uh, he's, he's on a beach vacation, oh, yeah. ready to take down a croc if any of us are in danger. Yeah. Like he's on guard to take down the croc. 
So like him and Graham are dressed like it's summer, and Bob and I are dressed like you know we're in the polar vortex. Yeah. Right. And it was cold. Like it was okay. cold. It was. I one I can't remember what night it was, but one night it was certainly somewhere around seven eight degrees Celsius when we were mm-hmm. hitting that last. What Saturday? Yeah, probably Saturday night. It was either Friday night yeah. or Saturday. Night. It was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, yeah, yeah. hitting that last uh, hit, but. Uh, yeah. But boy, was Sunday, wasn't Sunday lovely? Sunday. It was beauty here in the GTA, too. And we got to remind everyone, too, because I did get a lot of questions about this, and Bob did mention this on one of our Sports Center hits uh, that this championship was awarded to Oak Hill prior to them rearranging the schedule. Mm. This was supposed to be in August. Rochester in August is very different. Oh, my goodness. Totally. Now, that being said, that being said, even with the geographical challenges, I, I can't imagine this golf course not being in the rotation. It's just too good, oh. and they'll just deal with weather. Especially after the Renault, too. It's just an awesome, awesome golf course. Now, when we made our TSN Edge picks last week... Hey, congratulations oh. on the win, by the way. You know, Thank you. You're right there, so it's Bob's got five. You and I have four, Yeah, right? we both have four, but you're significantly more under par than I am, so I, I still have my, some work t- to do. My uh, picks, week in, week out, are more conservative than yours. You know me, I, I like to yeah. get a little bold. There will be once or twice a year where I'll go, Tom Kim's going to win the Wyndham Championship. That happens that once happens. or twice. But week in and week out, I tend to go conservative, thus Scotty Scheffler. And Scotty Scheffler almost won this golf tournament with his C game. Oh he was goodness. horrible. Yeah. Scheffler couldn't find a fairway, and he barely made a putt. Even on the final day, he left a large bucket of putts out there, and he almost won the championship. Scotty Scheffler's turning into one of those guys where if he brings his A game, give him the trophy. Great. Yeah. And if he doesn't, you still have to watch out for him. It's the same thing at the Masters. He yeah. putted with a Horrible. blindfold on. Like he could easily have won the first two majors this year. Quite easily. Easily, yes. right? So Scheffler and Rom were the two co-betting favorites mm-hmm. heading into the week. You know the third betting favorite was? Rory McIlroy. Now, finishes tie 7th. 71, 69, 69, 69. Does this mean anything? It means absolutely nothing. Yeah. I want you to do something for me. When you have time... And if anyone's listening and is remotely interested in, in what I'm about to say, if you have time, you're sitting around, kicking around this afternoon, take a look at this. I want you to watch Rory's scorecard. It is very, very unique, especially on Sunday, but you can watch this throughout the week. But Sunday is a perfect example. He starts off this tournament really well back, right? He's, he's kind of got to get off to a hot start. He's, you know, he's, he's the last guy on the board we're looking at that has a chance to win this champion. He's the last man out, but needs but needs heroics. Gets off to a hot start. Couple of birdies. Two under par. Finds himself in this championship. The minute he finds himself in this championship, what does he do? Gives shots away. Falls down the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. So we start the process again. Now he's out of it again. Playing with house money. No pressure. Not really supposed to win. Watch the back nine. Starts to make birdies again. Climb back into this championship. What's he do? Starts coughing them back again. Fall down the leaderboard. The minute Rory feels in contention, the minute Rory feels like he's part of the storyline, he's. this is a psychological and emotional block that he only has in major championships. Mm-hmm. Thus the 64 at Sunday a year ago at the Masters when he was completely out of it. I mean, he is, he is backdoor Rory. Bought the majors. Yeah. And he doesn't have this issue at the PGA tournaments, at the other PGA Tour events, because with all due respect, Rory knows that those events don't affect his legacy. They don't affect how historically the world will look at him moving forward. Only major championships will, Masters being the biggest of the bunch, but majors change his legacy. 
The other ones do not mm-hmm. at this juncture in his career. So he doesn't he doesn't feel the heat. I don't think he, he is a he plays with an emotional freedom that he cannot quite bring to major championships. Yeah, and the scorecard tells the story. It's right there in black and white. It's puzzling, too. You know, he was three over early in that first round. It looked like, check, please, I'm out of here. He made this 35-foot putt from off the green on the second hole on Thursday. Then that really ignited him a little bit. But, you know, only have about a minute and a half here or so. Boy, where did that well, go? I know. What, what, what's next, though? New caddy? Like, something else? Like, what, what is... Something has to change. I, I wish I knew because I can't give you any kind of personal perspective on this because I I was always an emotional, mental midget between the ropes when it came to golf. I mean, um, yeah, you know, there are tough, it's tough. Yeah, like I felt pressure. I, I any any competitive golf I've ever played at a professional level, uh, I I I basically could not get comfortable with that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you fix this. Team of doctors, caddy, certainly maybe someone inside the ropes that. You feel as as part of the so support system. I don't know. You know, Harry takes a beating at times. Maybe he should. Maybe he shouldn't. I, I mean, we can't keep doing the same thing. That I do know. The one thing I can tell you is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, is insane. So, I said to Bob yesterday, as we were sitting in the media center watching, and I lean back, and I go, Bob, I said he needs not just a sports psychologist. He needs a team of doctors and lab coats and clipboards. Like you know, it's unbelievable. I feel like. You know, I I wish I had answers, Adam. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. It's puzzling. Question for you. Yeah. If he does solve it and he does win one, if we get to L.A. and he pulls one out and figures this out, do you think the floodgates reopen and we go back 10 years in time and he starts crushing majors again? That he just I, needs I hope to, so. Just needs to rip that monkey. Like try, it almost feels like a guy who's never won one trying to win his first one. But it, and just imagine this is fantasy land now. Just imagine if he does that when you get Rory McIlroy, Brooks Kepka, John Rom, Scotty Scheffler, and then the rest of the guys who are looking for that first one for the next five to seven years. You know, Rory's awesome still a young man. He can, yeah. If he does figure this out, and mm-hmm. he's so talented, mm-hmm. it's just hard when it's not physical. Totally. It's hard when you're one of the greatest players in the world and possibly, just from a ball-striking, natural ability standpoint, likely the most talented player in the world right now. Mm -hmm. Most talented, natural-born player. Yeah. So how do you fix that? How do you rewire the wires? Mm -hmm. How do you slow the heart rate? Mm -hmm. How do you train the brain to focus differently in certain situations? Well above my pay grade. That's when I go, open a bottle of wine, throw a steak on, I'm out. Maybe you should do that. Maybe that. You know what? <laughs> Sometimes, try. you know, you're going to laugh when I say, but golf is the most bizarre game in the world because sometimes trying less. Making totally. It, yeah, making it not as important, trying way less hard. Maybe Rory has to show up on a, on a Thursday morning hungover. Like, really, go out Wednesday night, have the biggest ribeye you can, crush a couple bottles of Brunello with your with your friends and family, and don't care. Don't watch Golf Channel. Don't read a paper. Don't turn on your phone. Put on a comedy. Wake up next day. Go play golf. See what happens. Because that might sound like a, a like a crazy game plan, but trying hard and trying all these different things and uh, Bob Rotella and then and then this none of that's worked. So why not? You know what's funny about that? After he shot 79 in the first round of the 2019 Open Championship, he was quoted the next day. He shot 65 the next day, missed the cup by one. He was quoted as saying, oh, last night, had a couple glasses of red, hung out. 
Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. It's uh, Rory, call me. <laughs> call the Z-Man, Rory. Call. <laughs> we'll see you at, uh, at, Oak, at Oakdale, Oakdale. In, in a couple of weeks at the RBC Canadian. But Mark, I know you are a tired man, a busy man. We'll see you on TV this see week. See you on TV. You're going to be at Glen Abbey. Yeah, so I'm going to Glen Abbey. I'll be on location for the Caddy Time Open. So we'll have more of that this week yeah. and even more of it next week. Yep. So I'll be at the Caddy Time Open. You'll be hosting his studio. Yes, sir. Bob will be at his home studio. So yep. we'll do TV. And then next week, we're going to be at the Team Canada Day at Weston with our friends from Golf Canada. Yeah. We've got lots coming. And then we go Canadian Open and then U.S. Open. Oh, uh, yeah. We're in full flight at, at Golf Talk Canada. Yeah. Full flight. It's the best time of year, the busiest time of year. We love it. Mark, thanks for your time today, my man. Okay, on the other side, Bob Weeks going to join us. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac, Experience Cadillac, Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. Book your tour at cadillac.ca slash live. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio. We are recapping the PGA Championship, the second major of the men's season where Brooks Kepka gets it done. His fifth career major championship. For much more on this, let's bring in Bob Weeks, who is now home from Oak Hill. Bob, welcome to the show. How are you feeling this morning, my man? I'm uh, feeling pretty good. I'm not quite all the way home, oh. though I am now uh, moments away from dropping off producer Jamie Rydell in the sprawling metropolis of Baden, Ontario. Oh, So that's the first stop we're making. And um, if you've never been to Baden, it's, a, uh, it's quite a place. So I didn't know you guys were together because Jamie's been texting me throughout the show with updates, with some stats. So, uh, uh, Jamie, hi. I wanted to say hi to you, too, then now hey, that you're there. Kelly. Hey, hey, perfect. Okay, this is good. I didn't know you guys were together. Hopefully you guys had a good night uh, in Rochester last night, a recovery night. But, uh, Bob, for you, Brooks Kepka gets it done. You spoke with Kepka after, you know, an hour or two after that victory, his fifth career major. What were some of your major takeaways from your conversation with Brooks? Well, the first thing was that Jamie Rydell and I and Brooks had a uh, detailed conversation about his Florida Panthers. Okay. And, uh, and how excited he was. That put him at ease for us. He, he even told us that he actually came up to Toronto for, uh, for a game at the Panthers. Oh, really? The Panthers were playing here. And uh, so he's like died in the wool. So he, we were going all on and talking about how much we love the uh, the overtime that's been frequent in the playoffs. So that was good. The, the second part of it, I would say as well, is um, you know he's he's a. I, I've always enjoyed talking to him. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed conversing with him. I've never had any issues with with uh, with his you know so-called bravado or whatever. Right. But I think he was a little bit more uh, receptive. And, and appreciative, I think, of, of what this win meant. Because as you've said on the show, you and Mark, I think maybe you and Murph maybe were talking at the start about, about you know, where he was a year ago that we saw on those Netflix specials and um, where his game was and, and where he was in life. And I think uh, he just sort of said, this is a lot sweeter. This is really meaningful to him. And there was sort of a, a soft side to him about that, which I, I really uh, maybe hadn't seen come out before. And, you know, regardless of 
the player. It is so hard to back up a good finish at a major championship with another one the next month. This guy led heading into that Sunday where they played 30, 30 holes at the Masters. Obviously didn't have the Sunday he wanted and then goes on and wins the PGA Championship. That That's hard, whether you're Brooks Kepka or any player, period. So for Kepka to get it done, it was, it was fun to see, really. And um, I want to get your perspective on this too, Bob, because when, when Kepka won some of his other majors, he was more, I'm not sure if villain is the right word, but he wasn't the fan favorite. Like at Beth Page Black in 2019 when DJ was making that run on Kepka. They were chanting DJ's name. They wanted him in the mix. But it seemed like this time around, at least watching it on TV, that the fans were pretty warm towards Kepka, at least down the stretch on Sunday. Did you get the same thing too? Yeah, I did. I think I think there was um, I think there was a sense that that he really is a whether you like him or not. I think the people really respect his ability yeah. and respect. Um, what he's been, do- what he's done. I mean, as we've talked about, you guys have been talking about, you know, five majors. That puts him up there with Seve Ballesteros, with Byron Nelson. I mean, it's more than Rory. It's more than Ernie Els. There's a lot of great players who um, who have, I don't know, you know, who haven't done what he's achieved. So I think, if anything else, there's this respect level that that he's attained, and I think the people appreciate that. They certainly do. We're in conversation here with Bob Weeks recapping the PGA Championship. Brooks Kepka, a major champion again, fifth career major. Now, a conversation that I've had already this morning with both Murph and Z uh, is the Ryder Cup. And for Brooks Kepka, you know, you got to think now that he is second on the U.S. Ryder Cup team standings or is about to be second on those standings, that it would be next to impossible to leave the PGA champion and a guy who came T2 at the Masters off your Ryder Cup team, unless the rules change in terms of live players being allowed if they haven't already qualified. Bob, what do you think about Brooks Kepka and the Ryder Cup and him being involved this year? Uh, yeah, I think if he makes the, if he makes the qualifying, uh, I think that there should be no, uh, no hesitation to putting him on the team. I think uh, if, uh, if he's a captain's pick, I don't know. You know, that's that's a different one. I yeah. think that that'll rely on Zach Johnson and they'll have to put him on the spot as a captain, but I'm sure they'll go through it all. But but if he's a deserving player, if he's an obvious pick, then I don't think there's there's any issue. Um, I don't think there should be any issue about what, what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's a great player. He's been, you know, first and second now in the first two majors of the year. So how do you not say that he's having a great and a good enough year to be on that team. They want to win, obviously. So uh, I don't know if there's anything else you can you can kind of force in there that would sort of make it, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is it would look very awkward if you didn't pick him yes. where he is deserving of it. So that's, that's kind of where I am with that one. And especially, too, since the U.S. hasn't won on European soil since 1993. So they, they want to bring their best team forward and... Brooks Kapka, you would safely presume, would be one of the top uh, 12 Americans. Someone else who will very likely be on that team unless something radical happens is Scotty Scheffler. And, you know, this is a guy, Bob, you had him on your edge team this past week. And this guy came second, or tie for second with Victor Hovland. And like the story has been throughout this season, he has struck it very nicely, tee to green. But on the greens... It was he struggled again, and he struggled during Saturday's third round playing with Corey Connors. What did you see from Scotty Scheffler this past week? 
Well, you know, if that's his if that's his C game, then that's a pretty good C game. Look out, yeah. Just by looking at what he was able to do. And I think that there were uh, there were moments where he was clearly frustrated in how he was playing. Um, I think he got his fair share of bad breaks. I'm not sure that uh, I, mean, I think you could say that, I guess, about most players in there. Mm-hmm. But he certainly the first two rounds, I think after that, he was sort of playing a little bit of catch up. And um, I still think that that he's, you know, one of the top two or three players now maybe in the world. So I don't know. There's there was just something about his not necessarily his game, but his demeanor to me that seemed just a little bit off. He didn't seem to be the same kind of Scotty Scheffler who's, I don't want to say emotionless, but you don't really get a sense that he's being bothered in any way by anything. He seemed to be a little bit off on that, um, certainly early in the week, and uh, for whatever reason, he uh, he just you know wasn't able to do it until really a nice, say, the second half of Saturday and Sunday's rounds where he really sort of tried to put the hammer down, and by that time it was just a little bit too late. Yeah, back nine, 31 for Scheffler, including a birdie on the 72nd hole. He finishes two shots off the lead. Now, of course, a huge storyline here in Canada throughout the week on SportsCenter, tsn.ca, here on GTC, was Corey Connors. And Corey Connors opened the week with odds of 120 to 1 to win the tournament outright. And this is a guy who was leading the tournament on the 16th hole on Saturday during the third round. And for the majority of that round, Bob, it seemed like Connors was on cruise control. And then that 16th hole happened. And obviously the Sunday didn't have the best Sunday he was hoping for in that final round. But what do you think Connors can take from this? Uh, another experience being in the hunt at a major championship that he can apply here going forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this was his first legitimate at, at winning a major championship. You know, he's been close in the Masters, but he was always a few shots back and would have had to have a really great round. This is this is one where he was in there. I mean, he was right in there. If he doesn't hit hit, uh, hit it under the lip of that bunker, he's probably leading going in to uh, Sunday's round. And I think there's a lot of learning process. At the same time, Graham Dillette said something interesting last night on SportsCenter where he said, you know, you don't get a lot of chances to win major championships unless you're Tiger Woods or Rory McIlroy or one of those elk. And so you have to really sort of hope that your A game shows up on the Sunday so you can play in the, play well in those those moments. And and there's been a couple of moments now where if you look at, say, the President's Cup where Corey was, was not very good, and I don't know, he sort of admitted that there were some nerves. And again, on this one, you wonder if there was a little bit of, of a derby problem or not. I think he just... Uh, I think he just looked calm and, and cool, so I'm not sure if that's the case. But, you know, it, it's something that now you have to think about maybe. And he works, I know, with a sports psychologist, so I think there's uh, there's some work being done there. And maybe the next time he gets in, into this position, you know, it, perhaps that'll, that'll help him a little bit more. But um, he's playing great golf. You know, in a bigger picture, I think he's playing really good golf from, from the win on. He's uh, played well at Quail Hollow. Let's see what he does at uh, the U.S. Open. I've always thought that the U.S. Open would be the perfect fit for him. It's probably the one where he's had the worst results in, in terms of the four major championships. So I'm not quite sure what uh, what he'll do at L.A. Country Club. But um, the only thing he can do is put himself into that position again and see how he reacts. You mentioned it right there, U.S. Open setups. And 
I want to ask you about the setup this week at Oak Hill because, you know, you were there in 03. You were there in 2013, the last two times the PGA Championship was held there. This was a very different-looking golf course after the reno done by Andrew Green, who we had on our show last week. The setup looked pretty hard on TV. It looked pretty great, too. looked pretty fair. From what you saw in person at Oak Hill, what was your perspective on the setup? Well, I hate to admit this, too, but I was also there in 89 for oh. Curtis Strange winning. So there you okay. go. I've been at all four. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm an old guy now. But I will say that uh, that this setup, I thought, was perfect. It was a major championship setup. That's what you want. You know, there's, there was a period where the PGA went to a few courses that were a little bit suspect. Uh, I mean, even Valhalla, where they're going next year, has always been the one that yeah. I think they've made some changes to it. But when it first went there, people were scratching their heads. You can look at uh, Aaron Hills. Uh, that was a U.S. Well, anyway, there's a few of them in there <laughs> over the years where you kind of wondered what was going on. But now they've really put some great lineup of uh, or put a great lineup of courses together. And this one, to me, was was tremendous. I mean, they went through a massive renovation. It's not a small part. I mean, they got rid of holes and replaced them and. Uh, filled in ponds and things, and I thought the runoffs on the greens really meant that players had to play a variety of shots. It wasn't just sort of, um, you know, one-dimensional in terms of you had to chunk it out of a uh, out of long rough like you do at the U.S. Open. There were there were points where you could uh, putt. There were points where you could chip. There were points where you had to chunk it. So I, I love the setup. I think this is what a major championship should be all about. And if it's too hard for some players, then uh, you know maybe the major championship golf isn't isn't made for you. Yeah, it was a great week at uh, at Oak Hill, and uh, you guys did a lot of uh, great hits. It was a very busy week, obviously, for you guys, but I know before we let you go, Bob, we spoke about this a little bit during our Wednesday show. You guys did some trivia throughout uh, the week uh, during uh, your, your illustrious uh, nightlife. Uh, you didn't hit up the clubs. You were just uh, hitting up trivia nights. Did you guys hit up any more trivia nights? Were you successful? Or did you find any local cuisine that you and uh, Dillette had a bit of a, a contest about? Well, we were staying a little further out of town than we normally do at this, at this event. It's, uh, you know, Rochester's not a big town, so the hotel selection was limited. And uh, we, were, uh, we were out in a smaller burg uh, where the there was one sort of establishment that we frequented, uh, and, and I gather from what I'm, I'm catching on now to why these places have trivia, because they usually have it on Mondays and Tuesdays. So we won on Monday in the place we were at, a place called Bill Gray's, and then the second time we were at another place that I can't remember, and uh, we, we didn't do so well there. But they were packed both nights, but as soon as the trivia was over, everybody left. <laughs> by, you know, by Thursday, uh, the regular crowds were, were shuffling in as... Uh, as the song goes, and uh, they didn't really need an attraction of trivia. So uh, there was no trivia, no more trivia, but um, we've now formulated a pretty good team. So I think if we if we attack again in Los Angeles, um, I think we'll have a pretty good chance to, to at least finish top ten and maybe earn ourselves a, uh, a chance to the major championships of trivia. Mm. It was a good dress rehearsal in, uh, in Rochester, and now you guys are going to have your pre-scout, your scouting missions, maybe some practice, and you'll be ready for LACC, the trivia that's in the local L.A area uh bob thanks for your time this morning safe drive back with jamie and if your usual tea time at four o'clock with your dad is in play today it's a beautiful day in the gta so uh, enjoy that thanks thanks we'll see you uh we'll see you soon for uh television and more radio yes we will that's bob weeks along with uh, jamie Ryle, producer extraordinaire making their way home from rochester on the other side we'll recap 
the PGA Championship, a final bow on the leaderboard. And tee up what's to come this week on Golf Talk Canada because we are busy. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac. Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the ZG23. ZG23 continues to push limits on lightweight performance footwear with introduction of Lightstrike and Lightstrike Pro technology. They're light. They perform. They're here to compete. Visit adidas.ca slash golf. Speaking of Adidas Golf, we have an interview this week on television with the Adidas Golf Global Footwear Director, Mason Dennison, about the Adidas Golf Ultra Boost shoes that are now out. And uh, you're not going to want to miss that and what's to come with some shoes being released because these shoes are unreal. Can't wait for you all to see the new shoes coming out from Adidas, time for some leaderboard updates brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one rangefinder in the world of golf. Check out bushnellgolf.com. Brooks Kepka wins his fifth career major championship at the PGA Championship. What a victory that was for Brooks. Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler coming T2. Corey Connors, a T12 finish at the PGA Championship. Before we sign off today, I want to play a couple pieces of audio. First, let's hear from Scotty Scheffler after the week that was. I mean, I can tell you right now, I had two of the worst lip outs that I've ever seen um, on number one and number nine today. The balls were trickling, and I thought I was ready to take a step like they were going in. They One horseshoe at trickle pace, and the other one lipped out and stayed about an inch from the edge. Um, outside of that, I mean, I played I played solid golf most of the week. Um, in order to win these tournaments, the putts got to fall in, and I had a lot, um, I mean, a lot of good putts this week, and, um, you know, it just, they didn't fall, but I put up a good fight, you know, I played great today, and, um, you know, I gave the guys on top of the leaderboard something to think about, and I kind of made a little bit of a move, but, you know, Brooks just played some fantastic golf this week, and, you know, he's played too good this weekend for me to be able to catch up to him. That was Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, a puzzling week to say the least. Let's hear from Rory McIlroy. Um, I guess I just came in here trying to play a golf tournament, um, not thinking about, honestly, not thinking about getting myself in contention, not thinking about winning. I honestly didn't feel like I had a chance of winning this week. Um, so it was just about going out there and playing the best I could and, and trying to make the most of it. I think we're going to replay that audio on our Wednesday show and get at least a little rant from the Z-Man. I think we'll bookmark that and play that again on Wednesday's show. Well, thanks so much for joining us this morning, whether you watched us on TSN2 or listened to us on TSN 1050 for our first PGA Championship recap show of the week. Join us again tomorrow night at a special time, 10 p.m. on TSN, a little primetime viewing of the PGA Championship. I'll be hosting the show. Mark will be at Glen Abbey for the Caddy Time Open. Bob in his home studio recapping the week that was. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. And remember, the first good decision for the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the ZG23. 
ZG23 continues to push limits on lightweight performance footwear with introduction of LightStrike and LightStrike Pro technology. They're light. They perform. They're here to compete. Visit adidas.ca slash golf. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.